Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweeps. My name is Tim, and we'd like to welcome you to our podcast today, uh, which is on the Poughkeepsie Strangler, better known as Kendall uh, Francois. And, uh, is he better known as that, or is he better known as the Poughkeepsie Strangler? He's actually probably better. He's known as Stinky. He was called Stinky, but we'll, there get, you into, go. we'll get into he that. He shall be known as Stinky from yeah, now on. We'll <clears> probably, <throat> we probably will call him Stinky. But anyway, um, the Poughkeepsie Strangler was a serial killer uh, who was believed to be responsible for at least eight murders between 1996 and 1998 in uh, New York, state of New York. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Mr. Francois' dastardly deeds, but before we do, let me introduce our panel. To my left is the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil, the Mistress of the Macabre, Satan's, Satan's dirty, dirty Little Secret, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you today? I am doing well. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled. And because, you know, we're joined by our colleague... The man of uh, many talents. And questionable taste. Well, his wife has questionable taste. She does. She's a lovely lady, but how she and married him, I don't know. But um, I'm sure he's going to tell us why. The very honorable and distinguished, the most dangerous man in podcasting today, Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III. Affectionately known, as you are you aware of, Brand, that you're aware of, Brandy, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. Well, thank you for that introduction, Timmy. And I, I, I'm going to tell you for your listeners and Brandy who are wondering. <clears throat> no. If you have seen wondering. the movie Taken, over the course of the years, the Colonel has developed a special set of skills. Yeah, you keep mentioning that. Well, that's how I've kept Mrs. Colonel around. He can fit. He can fix the fridge and drawers and yeah, I, I can. I'm I'm quite handy. You're handy very man. handy. You're James handy. Taylor wrote a song about me. <laughs> You're the handyman, mm-hmm. <laughs> Colonel. Do we have any shout outs? We have any sponsors? I got a bunch of shout outs today. Okay. You, you know what we're gonna we're gonna do just because it made me laugh so damn much. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Mears and Sons painting. Yes. Bob Mears and Bob Mears and Sons up in Delaware. Mm-hmm. We, we gave him a shout-out on the last show. We're going to give him another one because 27 years and still stroking, that deserves a couple shout-outs. Well, don't you it, think? Yeah, and you'd be awful tired, I think, and sore. 
And so, but 20s or so, if you got any painting needs up in Delaware, get a hold of Mr. Mears and Son. Bob Mears and Son painting. That's what you want to do. Um, yeah, I got some shout outs. I got Phyllis. Um, mm-hmm. She recently sent me a firm request on my Facebook page, which I always find to be quite an honor when people want to be uh, it's very flattering. Be friends. It's flattering when people want to mm-hmm. be friends. Um, and just because she says something nice to you, Timmy, mm-hmm. and even though she's on Team Unhinged or Team Devil or Team Brandy, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, and I, and, I and, and she catches my attention only because she spells her name weird. It's Stephanie Keish. Stephanie Q, huh? Stephanie Q. Mm-hmm. Q. Uh, and I don't know how to, how we, I, I I think it's probably Stephanie. Kitch? I don't know, but Maybe she's very active on our. She's very nice and very active on our Facebook page. But somebody stole the U. She's got a Q on her name. She's missing a vowel. No Is that what you're saying? There's no U after her name, and it, it just baffles me. You need to buy a vowel. <clears throat> she, we're going to get you a vowel, Stephanie. Um, so Phyllis and Stephanie, of course, Lady Beverly, little uh, Miss Beverly, is having some. Some duct issues today, and we hope that she, uh, and I'm not giving away HIPAA things, that she posted that on her Facebook page. So we hope that your lasagna turns out well tonight, Miss Lady, Beverly, and uh, send some over to us. I think, can you get lasagna through customs, Timmy? You might be able to, she may be able to text that. Text us a lasagna? Okay. Send send us a picture of your lasagna, and we'll post it up on the Facebook page. There you go. And, uh, and of course, the one, the only, um, the invincible, because Timmy keeps trying to kill her. No. The lovely ne- Dottie Scott. Yes, no, I wouldn't do that. She's my mom. She's a wonderful person. Why do you keep pushing her down? Now? I do not. She's healing just <clears throat> nicely. Thank you. It's it, Yeah, mom, now, now that your foot's healing, it's time to try to go up and down the steps. Uh, Hold on, let me put these banana peels here, Mom. I would never do such a thing. Shoot WD-40. Yeah, shoot WD-40 all over the steps. No, but what I'm going to do is get one of those little little yellow signs that says wet floor and put them out on my kitchen and bathroom. Well, and here, listen as if you want an insight into Timmy's mind. Um, here's here's what he came in aggravated about. Now, Dottie breaks a foot. Not, and uh, he comes in aggravated because he told her, I told her not to get up and do anything. Well, now, I, Tim's gone for what? You were gone. For, you, you went on like a trip to Columbia or something, and she was supposed to sit on the couch the whole time? No. I told was, you not to do it. Did you Did you or did you tell, not tell your mother, I told you not to no, get up off the couch? I did not. It was my fault. I, <clears> it, my, <throat> I had uh, taken a shower, and I, was, I went out, and uh, the bathroom floor was wet, and uh, she slipped on that. So. You're savage. I'm sorry, Mom, but she's healing nicely. But anyway, moving right along, I got a couple of shout-outs, too. Jack um, sent us a nice, Jack O sent us a nice um, Jack O uh, email. <laughs> he gave us uh, some good advice, so we're going to try to follow that. Um, Marvin. Down, shut the hell up. <laughs> kind of. He's like, get to the topic quicker. We've been trying <laughs> to do that, Jack. We really have. Um, but, he no, he, he sent us a really nice letter. He really likes the podcast. Um, Marvin down in Australia, um, he says his wife still ha- we still haven't won her over yet, so we're still going to work on that. 
I'm going to have to take a trip to Australia. Yeah, you might have to go down there and um, charm her and see if she can listen to us. But he's a good guy. He sent me a nice email. And uh, Marvin, we're glad you're listening. And we hope your wife listens at some point. Stevers, um, he sent us another nice email. And he said his wife was cracking up at us. So she, Mrs. Stevers, uh, I don't know her first name, but if I knew it, I would give you a shout-out. So, uh, uh, Steve, if you want to send me uh, her name, I will give her a shout-out next time. Uh, my friend Rebecca in England, thank you, Rebecca, for your um, emails. And Allie down in Australia. And, of course, Brittany Nicole. Um, and, yeah, Brittany. Uh, um, who else am I missing? Um, Celine. So, Celine? Yeah, so if I missed anyone, I'm sorry. I um, think you missed that crazy Kim Taylor. Kim Taylor and Trish Phillips down yeah. in Kentucky. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to get right into the topic now. Um, so, Jack, we're getting there, buddy. Um, the I'm going to screw this name up the whole show. The Poughkeepsie Strangler. Yeah. Uh, Let's just call him Stinky. Yeah, we're going to Kendall Stinky Francois. Ooh, I like that last Francois. name. Francois. Yeah, sounds very sophisticated. Sounds French. Yeah, it does. Uh, anyway, um, he was a serial killer, and he's believed to be responsible for at least eight murders between 1996 and 1998. So this is a kind of a more recent um, a set of serial, um, or a set of murders. The victims were all believed to be local prostitutes. And, you know, I'm a big advocate of prostitution, and I feel bad for these young ladies. But that's why it's got such a high workers' comp rate, Timmy. Because yeah. occasionally you get strangled, mutilated, mutilated, mutilated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a high association, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so what happened was, uh, although seven women disappeared uh, between, um, in Poughkeepsie between uh, 1996 and 1998, um, the police were unable to find any, any indication of foul play. They were... Um, there were no dead bodies and there were no crime scenes, so they knew these girls were disappearing, but they hadn't, you know, they had no crime scene, they had no, no clue what was going on. It was as if they just disappeared off the face of the earth. And uh, we're going to find out later on that uh, Kendall Francois, um, a young man who lived there in the town, was actually responsible for uh, these murders. But um, we're going to get into that. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Francois. He's French. No, he's not. He's got a French-sounding name. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe his heritage is French. But Kendall Francois was born on July 26, 1971. He was uh, remembered by his neighbors as being a large man, uh, and he was taunted... um, by the local children because of his size. Usually you don't see kids taunting larger folks, but I guess he was like... Kids are me. ...heavy as well as tall. He was African-American. During high school... That's peculiar. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that comes up during this investigation is they get an FBI profiler Mm -hmm. to come in, and they, like, miss this one, like, big time because yeah. they, they had it pegged, uh, the serial killer, as a white male in his mid-30s. And, um, That's been every that serial, serial The profile killer? is white male in his 30s, 
kind of keeps to himself, doesn't yeah, he? I could be a profiler. <laughs> I mean, right. he has a job uh, doing manual labor. He yeah. doesn't fit in well with others. Yeah. He's a loner. He's a loner. He coll- uh, collects trophies from his victims. Yeah. 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 But in this case, they missed it uh, because Kendall Francois did not meet that, uh, at least in his ethnicity. He was African-American. Um, in high school, he was an average student, kept to himself. Okay, so that's a stereotype. Um, he did not associate with others uh, uh, in his peer group, whether they were black or white. So he kind of kept this to himself. By the time he was 14, Kendall um, was 6'4 and weighed 250 pounds. There he is. So he was a big guy at 14. Uh, due to his size... Um, he uh, joined the wrestling and football teams at school. The wrestling the team. The wrestling team? The wrestling team. Yeah. There we go. Although he was a fairly, a fairly good athlete, he remained quiet and unassuming. After graduating from Arlington High in 1891, I wonder if they had a little party for him. Maybe Probably. Punch and cake? Sure. Uh, ice, cream, ice cream cake. Big cake. He was better. <laughs> It was the class of 1989, so go 89. Uh, He he enrolled in the Army, the U.S. Army, uh, and was based in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, before uh, being transferred to Honolulu in the 1980s. Now, here's an interesting, or in the 1990s, uh, early 1990s. Here's an interesting fact, that while he was in Honolulu, uh, they had a serial killer at large strangling women, and the case has never been solved. Interesting. <clears throat> now they never they never hung it on Francois, but Francois. Uh, he was in Honolulu at the time of these, and it does fit his mo. But anyway, in six 19- foot four, two fifty, they could have hung a lot of things on him. Yeah, he was a big he dude. Was big. In nineteen ninety four, Francois was discharged from the army and returned returned to uh, New York, uh, moving back into his family's home. He got a job as a substitute custodial worker at the Arlington School District. So I guess he's a janitor on the days the janitor calls off. Yes. Uh, He did that until April of 1996 when he gained a promotion and was hired full-time as a detention monitor at Arlington Middle School, man, you don't want you don't want him coming. You don't want him. Yeah, you you just sit down, be quiet when you're in his detention. Yeah, yeah, he 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 would be pretty uh, intimidating at that size. Although he had a um, clean record as an employee at the school, some teachers at the school complained about uh, Kendall's behavior, especially toward um, the female students. He often played with the girls in an inappropriate manner, touching their hair and telling them sexual jokes. So he's, a, yeah, he's a little creepy. A little creepy. Um, he also began to get complaints uh, about his appearance and his body odor. Some of the kids... Why they called him Stinky. Yeah, some of the children at school started to call him Stinky behind his back. I guess you wouldn't call it to his face. (laughs) (laughs) That would be too too bright. But um, um, he was known, um, Francois was well known by the working girls in the uh, Poughkeepsie area. And um, they also... Would, when, during, when they investigated these killings, um, they, they also uh, mentioned to the police that um, uh, Francois had a, a bad odor about him. 
So um, it wasn't the what only. If you smelled like feet. Yeah, it was. It sounded pretty disgusting. So he had he had a little bo problem, uh, and Brandy's going to talk now more about his dastardly deeds. So in October of '96, Wendy Myers, who is 30, um, was reported missing to the town of Lloyd Police in Ulster County, New York. Yeah, and this is all in the same general area as Poughkeepsie. Yeah, I don't know anything about Poughkeepsie, that that area. Uh, she was described, well, she was a white female with slim build, hazel eyes, and short brown hair. She was last seen at the Valley Rest Motel in Highland, a small town situated near the banks of the Hudson River south of Kingston. Uh, let's see, in December of 96, Gina Barone was reported, reported missing by her mother, Patricia Barone. Gina was 29 years old, had a small build, brown hair, uh, and an eagle tattooed on her back. So, Oh, she classy. Here it is. That was hot. Oh, well, on her right arm, she had another tattoo that read simply pop. Okay, now here I have a dilemma about tattoos, and I'd like to bring this up, and I'd like the colonel's advice. So, Colonel, you're with a young lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, now you know some young ladies nowadays, they have that tramp stamp. The bud hat. Yeah. Tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's... Uh, yeah. The devil's I, got one. I, I know a friend... The does not I, have one. <laughs> I know a friend that had this dilemma, and I, I wanted to get your advice. Mm-hmm. So, my, my friend was with this young lady who had this tramp stamp, this tattoo on the lower back, and they were... Engaged and coedal, yeah, yeah. Rose, come on, you guys. And he was, of course, he could see the tattoo because he was in, you know, he was behind Mm -hmm. her. It was one of the. I don't want to get too many. Let's please don't. But he noticed that her tramp stamp, it was uneven. So my question to you, the rest of the time, your friend. That would be distracting. Well, not only was it distracting, but he was—he had this moral dilemma. Does he share that with her? Because you know she, she can't see it. She can't see it. Yeah. Well, so I bet she knows. Does she? But we don't know that. Do, does he have an obligation to tell her? I guess is the. Is the I believe you do have an obligation to wait. let them know. No, wait a minute. How many times did your friend see this young woman? Once or twice. Yeah, so no, there's no obligation there. Well, but she could have got it evened out had... Uh, had it My was off-centered. She knew. It was off-centered? Yeah, it was off-centered. What did it say? It was like wings, you know, and it, it was like... Oh, God, so it was one of those cheesy Oh, it was one of the... Yeah, okay. It was like a Harley Davidson Hells Angels. Well, it wasn't that big, but I mean, yeah. But it was all center. You know, it wasn't like right in the spine. It was sort of a... Okay, so it was like a parakeet's wings. It wasn't like a condor's wings. Right, right, right. Okay, because, you know, some people like the the bigger ladies. (laughs) Yeah, no, it wasn't a condor. As I told the Mrs. Colonel, you know, had she... Because I've seen women, they get the the dolphins. Uh You know, women always love dolphins. Why is it with the white? What is it with the dolphins, though? Women love a dolphin. The problem is they turn into whales. They turn it, yeah. You, they get them on the ass, and then the next thing you know, <laughs> you got Moby Dick on your ass cheek. I mean, it starts out as a cute little dolphin, and then you got Moby Dick on your ass cheek 20 years later. It's just all, oh, it's scary. It's unseemly. <laughs> it is, Jimmy. So, so what's so, my tattoo of? Huh? What is my tattoo of? I believe you got a pentagram, don't you? No, not that one. What's my tattoo of? I do not know what you have. You got a dolphin? Do you have a dolphin? Let's see what we got. 
What the hell is that? I can't use shirts covering it up. She got a werewolf on her oh, ass. Werewolf. I do not have she a got werewolf. She got a werewolf on her ass. The devil got a werewolf on her ass. Okay, and you're t- worried about me giving out my phone number yeah. giving out too much information? <laughs> I do not have a werewolf. <laughs> what? We're not on YouTube, so it's not like anybody else saw it. <laughs> what is that? A dolphin. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. With my baby's name in it. But see, the baby's name throws you off on it. And it doesn't look like a whale, you son of a bitch. I said a werewolf. <laughs> well, no, he's, but he's a dolphin's getting the Here's the thing. Like a is, whale. It, is it really? Is, is it Noah? Is it Noah? It's Jake. It's okay. Jake. What what happens if you no longer like Jake? Well <laughs> then should have had it removed years ago. <laughs> and you well, know what, what are you gonna do with And Noah? you know what it's not Noah, I haven't I haven't decided yet. And you, but you know what I'm not gonna get is some queer ass anchor <laughs> on my wrist where I'm supposed to be wearing a watch, but oh it's the wrong hand. So now I'm just stuck with this. My Fitbit covers up my ankle. Yeah, so now I'm just stuck with this village people ankle. It's a memorial to a fine man who, who surprisingly well. Who surprisingly died recently because <laughs> everybody does. in a horrific accident. Anyone close to the colonel dies, he gets a tattoo in their honor, and he's like the tattoo man now. Don't you? Yeah, don't so you have a little fighting Irish guy or some sort of crap yeah. somewhere? I, I got one. I would like to just point out I'm the only one in the room without a tattoo. Well, that's kind of because you're a little bit of a wuss bag. Yeah. Until this moment, I did not know you had a tattoo on your ass. Yeah, you did. I did know you had a tattoo, but you never showed it to us. Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah. Because okay, I, I, I feel like that's something I re- would remember, Timmy. Yep, well, I, I, I'm glad you helped me with this dilemma for my friend. I think you should get something for Noah now. But that was off-centered, if you notice. <laughs> Purposefully. <laughs> Purposefully. It's not a tramp stamp. No, no. But I believe that, yes, you do need to, <clears throat> you have an obligation to tell them. No. Just as you have an obligation to tell them that they may be having one of those not-so-fresh days. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I It's like understand. the commercial, yeah. what? Mom, do you ever have those not-so-fresh days? Right. It's not, oh, it's my turn, so I can just talk over you now. Yeah, so let's, we're move, done let's move on. So it said pop on her right um, on her okay. right arm. Now, who is this again? Our second victim. Our second victim, Gina Barone. Okay, thank you. So she was last seen on November 29th, 1996, uh, in Poughkeepsie on a street corner, apparently having some kind of a dispute with an unidentified man. A dispute that she ultimately lost. We might. <laughs> yes. Uh, on, in December, uh, or I'm sorry, in January of 1997, Kathleen Hurley, 47, disappeared. She was last seen walking down Main Street in the downtown area of Poughkeepsie. Hurley, like the others, was white, had brown hair, and a small build. Uh, the letters CJ were tattooed on her left bicep. You see, she got the tattoo as well. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what, what is it with whores and tattoos? <laughs> they got, they, a, good, a whore love a tattoo. <laughs> I don't know what it is with them women. And I'm not saying you're a whore. No. I'm not you, saying you're a you whore, can, no. We're saying that you can be, you can have a tattoo and not be a whore, but you can, if you're a whore, you most likely have a tattoo. Yeah. yeah. See, all whores have tattoos, but not all that have tattoos are whores. Yeah. Very good. Is there another way you want to explain it to me? Because I'm not sure I got it. Okay, I do know. I just why the the two or three ways we did not want to offend you, devil. Yeah, we we never want to offend you. Oh, you know what? We're so far past that. (laughs) We are sensitive to your needs. We like. I don't think you are. 
The same month, the city of Poughkeepsie police, following an extensive investigation with local prostitutes, placed Kendall Francois' home at 99 Fulton Avenue under surveillance. Area prostitutes reported that he was notoriously rough during sex, and Ooh. his fetishes included <laughs> choking. So, Kendall... Have you ever seen the movie Bad Santa? Yeah. Why? Bits and pieces. I saw it, but I saw it on a plane. Billy Bob Thornton plays Santa Claus. And he has a, he has a uh, uh, predilection? Predilection? I don't know. Predilection. For, predilection for the larger women. Okay. And for backdooring the larger women. And uh, he uh, comes across this prostitute and he's like, hey, you know, you got 20 minutes, let's go. And she's like, no, 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 no. Last time I was with you, I couldn't go for the, to the bathroom for a month. <laughs> so, so that's <laughs> gross. Um, in March, you know, I wonder what? if he had a hard time picking up these women since he was such a big, you know, he was a big guy. And stinky. And stinky. Well, he's paying them, so. Oh, okay. I wonder if you have to pay extra if you're stinky. I don't know. Should. Probably. Probably should. You know what? There's not like a, you know, there's not a menu there. But I, mean, I they bet can charge the, them whatever they want. You know, I bet the whores were stinky. You think they have a sliding scale fee? I don't <laughs> think they do. I think um, the whores were stinky. In March of 19... Yeah, okay. In I'm March sorry. of 1997, a woman named Catherine Marsh was reported missing by her mother. She was last observed November 11th of 1996, also in Poughkeepsie. Four months had passed since she was last seen alive. So her mother was on top of it. Yeah. Did she have any Clearly. distinguishing marks? You know, this is, a, again, this is, the, you know, with serial killers, they pick on the folk, the prostitutes, the homeless, the people who are, you know, on the outskirts of the society. Right. No, she did not. Like the other girls, she was white, small build. She had blue eyes and brown hair. A month later, Poughkeepsie police made a decision to contact the FBI for help. And, and although the FBI investigators were interested, they were limited by the circumstances of the case. In order to establish a profile of a suspect, they needed a crime scene. Yeah, these people are just disappearing. Well, they should have called Criminal Minds people. Yeah, that would have fixed it. They got some shit, yeah. Yeah. In November of 1997, Mary Healy Giacone was reported missing. This report was actually initiated by the police. You know... They're limited. So did the FBI? So the FBI did come in. They did, but they, they were just limited. Yeah, they didn't have anything to go by. All they know is these. But that's their job is to find crap to go by. Well, they did investigate. Um, they did, and they did investigate. They did interview prostitutes, and they got this guy's name, as you said, because he's right. he was known for having. That's how they got his name. So that he was on their radar, but they, you know, they had no physical evidence at that point. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's. The report was actually initiated. Mary Healy's report was actually initiated by the police. Her mother died the previous month. Her father was a retired New York State corrections officer. He came to the police asking for help in locating Mary, so he could tell his daughter of her mother's death. Yeah. So, so she's she, out living on the street, no yeah. contact with her dad. Mom dies, and he just wants to let her know, but he can't right. find her. Uh, police soon discovered that she was actually. Last seen alive in February of 1997 on the same Poughkeepsie streets as some of the others. On June 12th of 1998, Sandra Jean French, a 51-year-old mother of three, disappeared. Her daughters reported, reported discovering her car three blocks from Francois' home. 
in August of 1998. Was she a prostitute? Doesn't say. Katina Newmaster disappeared. The circumstances fit with many of those of the other missing women. She frequented the same streets of downtown Poughkeepsie. Do they just, is Poughkeepsie just full of whores? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, Timmy, you might as well save your trip of money and go to Poughkeepsie instead of Tyler. They probably have a Zona, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the whole thing. Everybody's in Poughkeepsie. But they got a 51-year-old order. You know, you know what? You know what? They don't have as many as they used to. Well, no. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Supply and demand had <laughs> prices just went up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, physically, she physically resembled the other women who'd been reported missing. With now at least seven missing women in Poughkeepsie, in the Poughkeepsie area, and no crime scenes, all the police could do is wait for a break. You know, or question this Francois freak show. You know, I'm just throwing that out there. Stinky. Stinky. On September 2nd, 1998, prostitute Diane Franco had negotiated her latest trick in Poughkeepsie and is driven off to conclude the agreement at his house. After the sex was finished, she requested the money. Her John got angry and begins to manually strangle her using his 380-pound weight. Well, she was, de- she was demanding money. Well, I, it, you know, when you're a hoe... It's good to have some manners and politely ask for the money. Well, clearly they did not take Velvet Jones's class. Well, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. She got to, the pimp strangled. I to be a hoe. Yeah. You know what? This is like uh, being a hoe is like being a defense attorney. Get your money up front. Well, I would think you would do that first. Yeah. Money first. You know, guys are not as generous after they've... I actually have found the opposite. <laughs> oh, really? I have. Huh. They're more generous afterwards? Yeah. I'm 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 usually, I'm I'm generous I'm, all the time. I'm beside myself. I'm a generous lover. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, quit. All right. So I thought you said it was a race. <laughs> well, it is a race. <laughs> I sometimes give her a head start. Gross. All right. So call her out before you come home. Yeah. This is. <laughs> so home in forty-five minutes. Yeah. So this you guy's game. So this guy. <laughs> this guy's time is out. <laughs> You jackasses. <laughs> so this guy's gained 100 pounds and is now... He's stinkier and bigger and stinkier. 400, than almost 400 pounds. So he's crushing this, this little girl's throat with his Aww. with his big old man paws. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. What? How much? I mean, they got, you know, you got the many services, but this some bitch walking around, all the whores know he like rough sex. He's 400 pounds and stinky. How could he ever get a whore to go with him? Money. Yeah. Damn, he takes a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know. Well, no, are... but clearly he's not paying these women. <laughs> well, yeah. So he can say, That's I'll true. give I'll you $1,000. Yeah. I'll give you 1000 How much you want? It'll only take 20 minutes. <laughs> I'll give you 1000 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not paying them. All right. So, somehow, Diane and her 130-pound frame managed to escape from her attacker's grip. And argued with him, trying to forget him <laughs> to forget the end. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sit down. What? Let's just forget this all happened. I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to read this line. I'm going to read this line. After a standoff of a few minutes, the John agreed to drive her back to her pickup point <laughs> on Main Street. <laughs> I'll, ta- see, I'll take you back. Now, see, that's that's where we could use people that could come to an Sh- agreement. Sh- she, she is not dead. She should have called Uber. <laughs> she really is not dead. If we had these two in Congress, a lot more could get, could get done in this so, country. Yeah, so he drives her back. <laughs> Like a gentleman would. Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't leave a tosser out and leave a clothes. No, no. But he drives her back. Uh, once there, Diane, understandably, races out of the car, not looking back. Yeah, she wasn't going to wait to see what happens. Yeah. And and her John just kind of drives away. Well, yeah. They had an agreement. Well, I think... Yeah, so I, I think we're the point, good. They come to an agreement. I think, the, I think the point here is he frequented prostitutes, and some he would kill, and some he would let go. It doesn't say what? anything about any letting any go. Well, he let her go. He did let her go, but they, they negotiated. She should have been Secretary of State. Well, but also remember they got they interviewed the other prostitutes who said that he was he, he was into strangling. Well, stuff. that's true. Maybe so the gotta, other ones but see, here's what you got to understand about serial killers. Okay, he now I watch like, Criminal Minds, and about the, for the serial killers, it's about the fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's all about the fantasy. And if this woman doesn't meet whatever criteria for the fantasy, like maybe this Diana Franklin, she Italian, maybe. Something in the fantasy, he likes lighter-haired girls or whatever. He, she argued with him. She so argued she, with No, him. but it's about if they don't fit that particular role in the thing, oh, maybe often she they will not kill them. They uh, will not follow through and maybe, kill them. Maybe that she fought him. Maybe, that was, maybe he wanted someone... Yeah, who was going to be terrified and yeah. who was going to be... So it, uh, So once she started ruining... It, it just ruined it for him. It Carl just, has some insight. I don't know Buffalo Bill. Why I watch NCIS. I watch Criminal Minds. I like Criminal Minds. I watch Scorpion. I don't watch that. All I right. watch Numbers. Okay. I know about crime. Uh, you watch Two Broke Girls, too? I do watch Two Broke Girls. That's a stupid show. All right, so she takes off out of the car and her John drives away. Not realizing that he's under surveillance. Yeah, they're checking him out. Detective Skip Manahan. They didn't watch too close. The detective's name was Skip. (laughs) Well, he skipped the part where he just choked a hoe out. Private eye. Uh, Anyway, pulls his vehicle into the gas station where the car just dropped Diane off. Hearing a man screaming. (laughs) What the hell was he screaming about? Hearing a man screaming, uh, (laughs) Manahan heads into the store, finds attendant Jim Meadows as the source of the shouting. Displaying his badge, he asks the attendant what the problem is, and Jim Meadows explains that a woman had just come in claiming she had been raped. No, 
well, yeah. What's he screaming about? I he didn't get raped. I don't know. Maybe he thought she was going to make a mess of the bathroom. Diane was walking slowly down the road when the detective caught up with her, which, you know, wasn't very hard. She was pulling down the road. Up. She was strolling. What happened to her car? She was probably going back to She didn't have a car. Oh, that's right. He drove her back he to the street corner. He drove her back. <laughs> okay. Uh, see, caught up to her and convinced Diane to go to the station with him to report the incident. During the interview, Diane admits she knew the man who attacked her as he was a regular, giving the officers the name of Kendall Francois. Kendall Francois. See, Stinky. That's, Stinky. that's what I'm talking about. Stinky. He didn't kill everybody. He just killed some of them. Yeah. Well, well if you kill a regular... <laughs> You're going to run out of horse in Poughkeepsie. But, but apparently you could go a long time in Poughkeepsie before you run out of horse. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, I'm definitely going to go to Poughkeepsie. Yeah, you can't swing a dead whore without hitting a whore in Poughkeepsie. It's, it's a shame that the young ladies were... Um, well, how victims. destitute is Poughkeepsie that everyone's a whore? I, I don't know. Well, I don't who, know. Can, who can afford it? That's true. Well, Francois, well, no. No, he wasn't paying. He wasn't paying. He, he was doing the, he he was paying he was doing the dining dash on the horse. You don't know he's paying sometimes. He could have tried to choke them, and they well, said, no, 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 please don't. Yeah. We'll just forget the whole thing. Always. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Well, you know, <laughs> he could have just gotten, he's the, earned that. got in the middle of the act, wrapped his big, flabby, chunky, smelly arms around him. Once he got those pits going, the whores were like, "Oh, just okay, just let me get, let me out of here. We'll call it even. Let me out of here." If you yes. see stinky his picture, ass. He's, he's a scary looking. He's a big dude. He's a scary looking guy. Yeah. Well, this uh, caused an investigation, and by mid afternoon, two officers, Detective Sergeant Daniel Lundgren and John Wagner, they arrive at the home of the suspect, Stinky, and Fulton Avenue, requesting his presence at the station. Stinky Francois. says, what the hell? I'll go down with you. He's so the interview begins, and they read good him guy. his Miranda rights. Was that? He's a good guy. Oh, he's a, he's a cooperative guy. Um, and he's willing to talk without the presence of an attorney. So the question centers around this alleged assault of Diane Franco, with Stinky admitting that during the sex, he choked her, calmed down. Now, I'm not really sure who calmed down here. Maybe Stinky did, maybe she did. Then he continued to have sex with her. Then he drove her back. Uh, you know what? I bet it was her. He was calming her down. Yeah, well, once she caught her breath, he was like, you know, okay, let's get back into this. Yeah, um, or even before then. Yeah, so... Um, Concerned for her needs. Yeah, yeah you, you know, if, if this big dude is on you strangling you, you don't look like you would have him as a regular. Well, some women like this kind of thing. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's sad because they're probably, it's, you know, it's probably drug-related, I imagine. They're, they're needing money for drugs or whatever. Or maybe they were just trying to pay their way through college, Timmy. Maybe. They're all, yeah. Haven't you picked up a couple of those that yeah, are trying to make their way through medical school? Yeah. Come on, come on Colonel. P- please continue. Ah. She was, she's being rude and Yeah, stop interrupting us, yes. please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get on with the story. Uh-huh. So they bring in a tape recorder and set it up, and they... they re- <laughs> Please continue, Carl. Thank you, Timmy. They read him as Miranda writes, and the recording begins. Once complete, the suspect was left alone in the interview room. After a while, he calls out and wants to talk to the prosecutor to see some photos of missing prostitutes since 1993. Yeah, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. <laughs> see if I recognize so it. So he's got a bunch of photographs, and he like playing go fish. He decides him and puts them in two stacks. 
One stack's got four women. One stack's got the other th three women. He flips over the four women and says, oh, I killed them. Then the other ones, the other three, he says, I'm not so sure about those. Oh. Because yeah, I didn't work out on the limb. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, you know, what? Real, there's a distinction there at this point. Seriously, he just he just says, bring these pictures of all your... Oh, you're missing hookers. Yeah, you're missing yeah. and I'll tell you what, what I'll I I'll tell you what I did. And he only he, picked he, out seven? Yeah, he volunteered. I mean, he, he volunteered this. They were only missing seven at the time. Yeah. Um, because well, that's uh, pretty good odds because Poughkeepsie is just lousy with whores. Yeah. Well, the, and, the, and the thing is, with with uh, missing persons, if you once you're an adult, it's not illegal to be missing. No, I know. So you can disappear. Yeah, but it's illegal. illegal. It's illegal to strang strangle people and put them in your attic. That is illegal, but we haven't got that. That's far. been frowned upon. I think there's, you didn't pass the bar, so I don't know. I don't think you know. I think I, know. I think prior case law says that that is frowned upon. Yeah. by the justice. Yeah. <laughs> there's precedent. Yeah, there's precedent for that. Well, by one a.m. the next morning, city cops are all over the outside of Stinky's house. Now they go up and they. Uh, it looks like any other house is kind of run down, and they go up and knock on the door, and his father opens the door, and they call him Big Stinky. No. And uh, there was Little Stinky, and there was no, Big that's Stinky. That's awesome. Nick no, came, but the house, is, the house had quite an odor. We'll get into that. All right. So McKinley, Big Stinky, and his wife Paulette and their daughter. They did not call his dad Big Stinky. That guy might still be alive, Chuck. It's only been 10 years ago. Well, he's a... Uh, he's Yeah, Chuck. Well, he, he had to be stinky. Let me get to the part. All right. He had to be yeah, stinky. Yeah, that's true because that's that stench. Because his wife, that. Paulette, opened the door so the search could begin. I wonder if they're nose blind. Now, and here's why they call him Big Stinky. They should do a Febreze commercial from there. Yeah, well, the house was filled with garbage that was strewn everywhere. On the strewn. floors, furniture, in the sinks, and in the closets. Is furniture in the sink? <laughs> Clothes were piled in every Very inch of the floor chair. space, and <laughs> sheets were pulled over the windows. Why was there furniture in the sink? <laughs> because it was small furniture. It was Bobby furniture. <laughs> okay. One detective remarked that in all his years on the job, he had never seen such wretched living conditions, and this detective happened to see where Oliver Twist lived when he was a little kid. He did. Yeah, he did. He, he was, was very old. old. Very old. Mm -hmm. He was old. He was this detective, he was the oldest one on the force. He had been he had been a prison in police. He had been a prison in Andersonville. And he said Andersonville made was like the Ritz Hotel compared to this place. commercial waiting to happen. It was somebody went nose blind. So apparently was there was hoarders, but there was hoarding trash. And, and was hoarding show. we're gonna get to something bigger here. Hoarding whores <laughs> so they start shining their torches in the darkness. Shining their torches? Yeah. What like, the hell? They were like torches? villagers. Yeah. It was like the, the villagers were big torches. Yeah. Their flashlights. They're, shining their torches. They start shining their flashlights into the darkness. <laughs> and they could see they clearly see a plastic bag filled with trash, which is unusual in the house because they just scatter the trash around. <laughs> so they think this must be valuable trash. This is trash <laughs> they want to save. Sure. So they, um, but their experience told them not to touch the bags yet as crucial evidence well, they got that old guy. They got that old guy. He's, He's got, got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah. He knows everything. So he, uh, they continued to look at the packages, this time noticing something protruding from the top of a bag. 
Man, you got to be careful when something is protruding. Well, and what is protruding in this particular package? And, you know, you know, sometimes packages do protrude, as the Mrs. Colonel can tell you. She will not. Um, but anyway, what was protruding from this package was a knee bone. Uh, and it was connected to the thigh bone. Like the bone or a knee? A knee bone with ligaments still attached to it. Okay, so, all right. And it was attached to the thigh bone right. and still to the hip bone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a second bag could may, be there? made out in the darkness, and this one co- contained a collection of bones, too. It was decomposing, I think. Yeah, they... So... What was all the bones? Were one body bones all in one bag? No. There's all kinds of stuff. If you just sit and hold your... Hold your damn britches, that devil. We'll get to all this. This well, was, this I is mean, what the problem is. You know what the problem is in the world today? You running your dick sucker you know so why, much that why? nobody can get another. <laughs> you know why? Let me let me take a guess at this. <laughs> Dolphin tattoos. <laughs> Dolphin tattoos. And women talk too damn much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to tell them something, and they finish our sentences for oh us, right, God. Timmy? Uh, yeah, right. You know what? I'm not uh, interrupting you now, and you're still just yummy, yummy, yummy. I would just like to point out, is it wrong that I tell women on Tinder that I'm 28 years old? <laughs> no. No? Pull off 28. Because they're sending you pictures from when they were seniors in high school, and they're 53 years old. Probably. Right. So, uh when they got the bouffant hairdo, Timmy, it's probably not a recent picture. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Timmy has a bouffant hairdo. Oh, it's probably when, not a recent picture. When they got an aqua headband on and some leggings, look like Olivia Newton-John, it's, it's not probably Timmy's not. Timmy's most recent picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that actually is Timmy's <laughs> most recent picture. I see one with my flat top. <laughs> so Your punk hair. My punk hair, yeah. <laughs> So where was we at here? Oh, so now they're finding bones all over. This is like Operation. They're finding bones all over the place. What? Yeah. So within within an hour, hundreds of people had gathered outside this building, and word did spread that Stinky had been arrested for murder. Truckloads. Literally killed a hoe. Literally (laughs) truckloads of people. And the dudes down at the county were not happy. They were not happy. Stinky was coming. So now they're digging around some more. And another female body is found in the attic. And then another was found, and soon another was found, and it turned into a grim pageant of death. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, did you like that? Did you like my little turn of phrase there? I did. I did. I, I really should write for a living. And added flourish. Did you write that? Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Okay. Of course, you know, the last time I wrote in the Brickham Murders that Cincinnati lost its innocence, and I got some criticism from one of our hosts, just read the damn thing. You know what I mean, Colonel? Not you. Not you. Our oh, okay. Host. Yeah. Oh, other host. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and you see how I gave you words. I mean, I... I you really? You brought them to I life. I gave it some gravitas. You there, brought it to me. life. Yeah. God. Not like that one over there. She just make up words and shit, but... Well, uh, she criticizes. Like Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> now, these corpses are all in various states of decomposition. Some so far as beyond a putrefication stage. Insect activity was widespread, and there was indica- indication of rodent presence. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So by 2 p.m., three bodies have been located, carted outside the house, and television crews and spectators, and every everybody's up there. It's a media circus. It is. Now, during the next three days, eight bodies will be removed from this crawl space and attic. Now, Francois's parents denied any knowledge of the murder. Well, how would they know? Well, because they... Seeing him drag the bodies up the stairs. Dickie had told the parents that squirrels had died up in the attic, and that accounted for the awful smell. 
Now, Kendall's mother was a nurse. Not all the trash. And it was not not, not at all related to the dead bodies he was dragging up the stairs. Or all the trash that was around. He was a hoe hoarder. Well, apparently what it was, the way he tried to explain it is, Ma, the dead bodies is giving the squirrels the shits, and that's what stinks so bad. But interesting enough... His, now, his, his mama was a nurse, so you would have thought she knew what death smelled like. But interestingly enough, um, he, he was taken into court, and he pled not guilty, and he showed no, no emotion, and some of the spectators, you know, naturally became enraged. Others had to be removed, um, and when court asked some of the spectators to leave, Judge Dolan, who was the judge there, said, no, they can all stay. Because they're pretty all pissed off there. You got eight dead horses. Now, they don't care that their little daughter's a whore roaming the street, but once she's dead, all of a sudden, they're all indignant. It reminds me, every summer, there's a Florida woman who's going to say on the news they can't find a kid. She's going to be on there drinking a bottle of Mountain Dew saying, I want my fucking kid back. I want my goddamn kid back. You know, well, watch your kid to begin with. Quit letting your kid walk down a well, for Christ's sake. Walk down a well? Kids always like fall down as well in Florida. I don't know what it is. And or sinkholes. Or sinkholes, yeah. Getting eaten by crocodiles. I want my damn kid back. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't you ever seen them? Yeah, I know, what you, I know what you mean. It, uh, you, you see parents that are just... Uh, very neglectful, and in a minute something happens to their kid, and they're all... Well, they reported missing three days after they, you know, because they was on a meth high for two days. I was uh, well, I was downtown, and this woman, I swear this kid was like a half a block behind her, and the kid was, must must not have been more than two or three years old, very little legs, she couldn't keep up with her mom, and just walking, and just, you know, every once in a while the mom would turn around and scream, Come like, on! Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you just know that, that kid get hit hit by a car or something. You know she's gonna be all up in you know. Yeah, she's gonna be flailing on the car. Oh my baby! Yeah, oh my yeah. yeah it's a, it's shut the hell up! You shouldn't even have kids. Somebody needs to. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, you can't we can't say it about these people because I mean they they were, these women were adults. They were doing what now. They Timmy, did. this gets into a very complicated thing here. What happened to his sentencing and to his plea bargain and everything else? Okay. You've read this, right? Timmy's a lawyer. I wrote that. <laughs> you write, wrote this. Now, would you like to explain to the listeners how this all played out? Uh, well, yeah, he, he there, yeah, he admitted. He admitted to first degree murder. He admitted to first degree murder. Um, and there is a, <coughs> the statue, or uh, in New York. Um, once he admitted to first-degree murder, the argument was at that point they could not give him the death penalty. Because they have a certain time where they have to say, we're going to seek the death penalty in this case. Yeah. He admitted to the murders and pled guilty to first-degree murder prior, before, to, prior to them doing that. Yeah. Barry, Stinky wasn't dumb. He had some good lawyers stinky, there. Stinky was smart. Um, smart. So... It's very, very. Um, yeah, it was convoluted, and I read. I actually yeah. did read the the uh, court decision, and I was confused by it. And I went to law school, but basically, he he got out of the death penalty because he confessed prior to them um, seeking the seeking penalty. the death penalty. Yeah. So, it, um, New York State's very liberal court, state court. So district. yeah. So he what he did was it was just a little tricky. His lawyers pulled like. 
okay, if you say this real fast, it's, it's kind of. I'm not like even sure his lawyers pulled it. I think. I mean, they 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 they, they filed the appeal, yeah. but he he because he had confessed to it, um, they had to take that off the death penalty off the table. Yeah, because they have 120 days from indictment <clears throat> um, of first degree murder to decide whether to pursue it. And then must notify the court of the intent. Now, death penalty in New York can only be imposed by a jury. This, that's where you got the thing. Mm-hmm. It can only be imposed by a jury, not a judge. Right. So he pled guilty. Yeah. So, so he was just going to go in front of a judge. He was going to avoid a jury altogether. So that was that was that was a pretty shifty little move. So Stinky wasn't as dumb as people made him out to be. However, if they could have if they could have hung additional charges on him, mm-hmm. then he would have been free game for the death penalty. But they didn't. They couldn't. Yeah, the district attorney said he was going after the death penalty. Now that he admitted it, but um, it just didn't. The law didn't allow for it. It's one of the most liberal-minded courts in the nation, and um, the case was heard. Made it all the way to the state court of appeals. It was heard on March thirty-first, two thousand. And the court ruled that uh, they could, or hold on, was what the question was whether Stinky and other future murder suspects who face execution will be able to avoid the death penalty, ironically, by admitting to their crimes. The court said, yeah, because they got to be, only a jury can say that you get the death penalty. And there would be no jury in that case because he's already admitted it. He's already admitted it. so he was incarcerated at Attica. 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 We Attica. should do a podcast on Attica sometime. We should. Yeah. Now, um, Stinky didn't have the best of luck. He was a shifty, but and and, and here's something for you men out there. If you're gonna go out there and, and uh, frolic with the prostitutes, here's what what do you want to do? Use a condom. You want to use three condoms. Three condoms. Yeah, actually, I, I I read that if you use more than one, that it's you're at higher risk. That? Yeah, I guess because they're slippage or something. Yeah, I, I read that. And if you use because you know people have thought, well, if I use two, I'm safer. Mm-hmm. And it's really not true. But it's it's risk. Well, you're at higher risk. Now, back when the colonel was a single man, what I used to do is after I would use a condom, and then you know how you. Sterilize. I'm glad he's sharing, aren't you? You know how you sterilize a needle. Yeah. Before, like if you gotta pick a splint out or whatever. Here's the here's the thing about the condoms. If you put them on backwards and then have to straighten them out, mm-hmm. you've already exposed the tip of it to certain things. Well, sure. Don't yeah. put them on backwards. <laughs> Good point. You put them out with the little nipple parts sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway. Um, now you tell me. <laughs> what the colonel would do, I carried around a small blowtorch. And what I would do... Did you sterilize your junk after you were done? I would. I would. It was it was unpainful, and the colonel could only have relations about once every two weeks because it take, you know, the blisters that have to go down and whatnot. But I was not catching any of that trichinosis, syphilis, gonorrhea, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the only Zika. Time, you got to be careful Zika? with Zika. Yeah, Zika yeah. now. And the only time I really had trouble was when I forgot to take the condom off before sterilizing the little colonel. And you know I, what I is embarrassing is when the condom comes off before you have a chance to take it off. That, That's it. that makes you feel like you got egg on your face. Well, I think you got more than egg on your face. I think you got egg on the oh, tip God. of your penis. Oh. I was saying, yeah. it, it, it makes you. Because yeah, there's lots of eggs in there. There ain't just one egg in there. Well, I'm just saying. 
How many eggs you usually drop in a session now, Devil? You know what? Tell me more about Francois. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's well, wrap up Francois. Okay, Francois, uh, we'll wrap up Francois. So Francois is sitting in his jail cell. Yeah. 43 years Guess old. A knock, 43 years old. Guess a knock on the door. Guess who it is? Death. It's karma. Karma. It's karma. Karma showed up right at his jail. So I love this. He gets out of the death penalty. He gets out of the death penalty. He gets out of a quick, painless execution, and karma shows up and gives him the HIV. Gives him the HIV. He says, oh, you you didn't want to hear the death sentence. And what's the best part of this? Where did he get the HIV? In his butt. No, what did he get from? What did, who did he get it from? But from the prostitute, from one of his victims. From one of his victims. Who was going to die anyway. I he should have got off on that one. Um, <laughs> no, but anyway. it's not true. It's awful. <laughs> but it is karma. That's, it came back to yeah. him in the it's ass. Hello. It's time. It's karma right here. Right My here. karma never moves that fast. You no, know, I did in his case. And uh, he, died in, he died in prison of apparent natural causes <laughs> at the age of 43. <laughs> Yeah. So it was 14 years later, and AIDS is a hell of a way to go. Didn't he say he was 46 when he got a foot? When he got when no. karma came and knocked him? No, no, he was 43. No, he was oh. 40. He, he died. 40. So it was right died. away. Yeah. Yeah. It was fairly quickly. So it may not. I don't know if it was AIDS related or not, but he did get. He did. He was diagnosed with HIV, and I think he got it from one of the prostitutes. So yeah. Smacked, That's what you get. Eight, uh, karma smacked him right in the it, fucking face. Karma pimp slapped him. Did you know those stinky. ones had pimps? Stinky. They were like. Stinky, you've been killing my pimps. Yeah, there you go. Because the AIDS wants after the AIDS wants the wants the horse too. Yeah, and he took the horse from the AIDS. Well, I feel sorry for the girls, but I'm glad it. Yeah, uh, you know he he met his demise. Yeah. All right, uh, Brandy. Any final thoughts? No, on I have no final Ken- thoughts. Kendall on... Francois. No. Do you I like am. his name, Francois? I like Francois. Yeah. Do you have any other tattoos, though? Yeah. I don't. Nothing gay like what you have. No. Are we going to get back into this now? For for our LBGT listeners, I apologize for the way the devil just says gay in such a negative and derogatory manner. We're going to be sending the devil to sensitivity and cultural diversity training. what's wrong with you? We have a lot of gay and lesbian listeners. I love all our gay and lesbian listeners. Okay. I love them all. How come every time something is bad, you call it gay? Yeah. I didn't say your tattoos were bad. You did. I did not say they were bad. You yeah, you did. You're the one that no, got I, all like. We weren't talking about automatically tattoos. went. Did she? What, what did she say to me? I, she I said th- they were gay. I thought that she. I thought it was a little negative. It was. It, it, was, it was hurtful. A little hurtful. I'm it was sorry hurtful. that you are hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm sorry that you are that fucking sensitive. I'm, I'm not so the one sorry. hurt. I'm worried about our listeners. I'm not the you one. You know what? Our listeners are awesome. All of our listeners. We didn't quit calling them gay. <laughs> I, I don't think she called them. I don't gay. think I called them. And gay. even if she did, it, it was a compliment. But, uh, no, quit saying gay is bad because I didn't say gay was bad. You said my you equated my tattoo, which you say is bad, with gay. Okay. Apologize use to the listeners. Use a different word. Apologize. Okay. Apologize I'll, I'll right use now. Use a different word. Okay. What's your stupid tattoos? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you call. You're calling our listeners no, stupid. No, I just called your tattoos stupid. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have, Colonel? I've got four. And they're okay. all stupid. Okay, you've got a you've got an anchor on your hand. For the got village an people. I've got on my hand. i got a set of racing flags on my arm. i got a key on my arm. i got a Celtic knot on my arm. 
right. all for various people who have passed. Okay. Will you get one when I pass? I will get one. I'm going to get a picture of a microphone for you, Tim. No, you get a big, huge whore. Tie whore. Well, actually, well, your yeah. arm. I'm going to get a life size whore. Tie whore. Get up your leg. I'm, I'm on. Get up your leg. Yeah. I'm on there, yeah. I don't think so. Does. When you wear your cutoffs, mm-hmm. it shows. Yeah. And I'm going to get um, tattooed across my chest number one, Cheap Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Colonel. Yes. And uh, Brandy, what are, what's well, your other tattoos? Stupid. Huh? I just have one. Oh, you only have one? Okay. All right, uh, Colonel, any final thoughts on Kendall Francois? No, Francois. but um, I, what I would, what, what's more, what I found out more interesting today, one, she wearing a thong. Yeah, I'm not. The devil wearing a thong. Yeah, I don't wear thongs. You're wearing one today, Devil. No. Deb- it's like Devil wear Prada, only Devil wears a thong. <laughs> Here's the Devil problem. wears a thong. No, I'm not wearing a thong. Uh, because Well, there was lacy and stuff. Well, they are lacy. They're boy shorts. Oh, you know, okay. my my ass can eat my underwear. I don't need to help it along. <laughs> God. <laughs> it just it does it naturally. I don't need to help it. This so. uh, conversation is deteriorating, Colonel. Um, well, try to tell her to keep it clean once in a while. All right. Uh, Colonel, uh, where can people find us? People can find us at um, on the YouTube. Twitter. No, they cannot find us on the YouTube yet. <laughs> okay. No, they're not going to find us on YouTube. Ever. But you can find us on Facebook's at History Dweeb. That's the best place to get us. And then go to iTunes, look up History Dweeb, leave a glowing Dweebs. review, History Dweebs. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you can say... You can do this. You don't have to put your real name in. And just tell them what you think about the devil and her negative attitude and the hatefulness. Oh, my God. And the bile and poison that she spews. Yeah. Um, uh, but also leave, but give us five stars. And give us a five-star rating just for me and Timmy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. At History Twitter. Dweeb. Twitter. Twitter. What did I say? You said Twitter. Okay. Twitter. <laughs> at History Dweebs 1. And uh, we're also, I think we're on uh, Podcast Addict. I don't know. We're like ah, all these all is. these podcast um, softwares now. They just steal from iTunes. I think all the podcasts are oh. iTunes. So I get reports. I don't know. I don't know how they mean. But anyway, find us. Leave us a review. Uh, find us on Facebook. Say hi. Send us email. We love hearing from you guys. Um, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. So other than that, we just like to say have a good day, and we'll see you next time on History Dweeb. Good day, listeners. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 